welcome to episode 517 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you are playing it or you are not playing it because it's the holidays or you are <laughs> playing it more because it's the holidays. Yeah, it could be either one. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, it's our Good Luck High Five year in review. That's right. We're going to talk about the sets that came out this year, the, you know, like the big, the big ones, the less big ones, the, <laughs> how we felt about them. Yes. The big feelings, the less big feelings <laughs> that we had. We're going to talk through the mechanics, the new and returning mm-hmm. mechanics, our most memorable cards from the sets, and basically give you our thoughts on, you know, yeah. what was 2022 when it comes what to magic. was it? Plus, we have Judge Rob back for a very special Judge Rob segment. Yes, he's going to talk to us about the most confusing cards Ooh. for judges <laughs> in 2022. And you know what? There was a lot of text on these cards. Well, there's so. a lot of text this Ooh, year for baby. sure. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to take a walk down memory lane and we'll ho- we hope you'll come along with us as we stroll uh, through the lilacs. Um, that's the just what I'm what? imagining. We're walking memory lane, by the way, in my head. Okay. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Let's get a view of it. It's okay. a long lane. Okay. That's like there's lilac. Like arch, I'm the whole sorry. Way. There are what lilac? You know, like a lilac okay. bush. You, why are you? <laughs> why are you saying it like lilac? Lilac, like a lilac. What is happening? <laughs> How do you say it? Am, uh, lilacs. Oh yeah, lilacs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it's just like a canopy. You okay, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. That's what memory lane looks like in my. Oh yeah, that's very brain. nice. What does your memory lane look like? Oh wow. Okay, my memory lane is like a, a twisty little path through like a, a glowing green forest. Yeah, you see, it's, it's very forest vibes yeah. on memory lane. All right, so <laughs> walk with us through the forest. Yes, indeed. But before we do that, we have some people to thank. Yeah. And first and foremost amongst them are, of course, always you, the patrons of the show. Everyone who is a patron over at patreon.com slash glhfmagic. And thank you especially to Elspeth, Zach, William, Brent, and Shane Thank for becoming you. new or uh, upping pledges in this past week. Thank you so much. Remember to go over to the Discord and claim a part of the episode for yourself. Yeah, you can become a patron before the end of the year at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Just takes a minute. You get access to our Discord server. And like uh, we've been saying, it's our Patreon pledge drive month. Yes. So if you pledge $10 more as a new patron or you increase your pledge by $5. I keep opening it up upside down. <laughs> You get, you this, get beautiful, this upside down play mat. This upside down play mat. You can turn it right side up yourself. <laughs> yeah, you have that power. Um, um, it's it's really really great. And you know, you get an episode when we come back after the holidays. You'll yes. get an episode that is yours. Last week, someone claimed specifically the part where children like like meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> 
great Which was claim. one of my favorite parts great of the episode. Claim. Really good claim on the episode. Yeah, uh, we're pre-recording our next episode, which is our famous Crimby Award episode. Yes. So we won't have thank yous in that one, but they'll come back uh, starting in January. So yeah. if you are a new patron, then you'll get your shout out. Uh, in episode 219. 219. Who are we? Some children? 519. <laughs> <laughs> Some children with 200 episodes of a podcast? Some absolute kids? <laughs> Anyway, oh thank you so much. It truly does mean the world to us, especially now at the end uh, at the end of the year. It's yeah. cold here. It's dark. Yeah. It's dark so much of the day. Everybody. <laughs> it gets dark so early. Yeah. So become uh, our friends. Yeah. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, the place to go uh, for all of your card needs. Did you know, were you aware, you can now pre-order Dominaria Remastered at wow. Card Kingdom. It's not even out until January, but you I know. can pre-order it already. You can pre-order it nice. over on their website. They've got a fabulous holiday sales. Every day is a different sale. They've got gift lists for players in your life if you're one of those last minute people. Yeah. Card Kingdom has you covered. Uh, they sell absolutely everything. Um, everything. I'm always a big proponent of get somebody a shiny foil for one Ooh. of their favorite decks. Yeah. I think that's a cool present. Get them one of the cool, like there's so many different arts now, so many art variants. Oh, that's Give so them a great true. Art variant. That's so true. And I love shiny foil arts, everybody. So if you have a Maria in your life, <laughs> yeah. get them a shiny art variant from Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Maria. Okay. Yes. What a year. What a year. Yeah. 2022. Can I, what are you drinking? It's not a highball. I am flummoxed. <laughs> I know. Am I even in our studio? <laughs> well, my highball delivery was delayed. <gasps> Gasp. I know. Too many people are getting too many presents. So instead, I'm supplementing it with a nice orange flavored zero sugar Zoa, the oh. healthy warrior energy drink. Oh. Do you it feel has, like a warrior? I mean, I sure do when I drink this. Nice. It is 120 milligrams of caffeine, so not as much as my highball. Yeah. Let's get real. But it's a delight. All right. I love it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so what sponsor a, us, though. <laughs> upside down world that I'm living in here. I know. I, I need my highballs, but this will tide me over for the time being. <laughs> um. All right. So we kicked off this year with, can you believe it, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. No. It feels like one lifetime ago. That was a Honestly, lifetime ago. it feels ago. like so long. Long ago, um, but it came but out. It was this February eighteenth year. This year, uh, so yeah, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Oh, like a set that people I think reasonably had some trepidation about going into it. Oh yeah, but was. I, I would say the highlight of Magic's year, yes. which is really saying something considering how much later it is in the year now. But like Kamigawa was just, like Neon Dynasty was so good. Like all of the stuff that they created around it. Oh, yeah. Like the playlists, the story, like the um, just at, like every the trailers around it. All so incredible. And then the draft itself, like the gameplay of Neon Dynasty was just excellent. Um, Yeah. When I look back on 2022, it's going to. There's going to be two things I'm going to remember from yeah. Magic. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yep. And then returning to in-person play. Yes. Those two things. Those are like the two things. Like and considering one of those was a set that came out in February. Yeah. Really says something. It was a home run for them. People had been wanting to go back to Kamigawa for forever. Yes. And Wizards had been very trepidatious, like you said, and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, they hired a cultural consultant for it and they did it right. Yeah. 
they, it was they knocked it out of the really park. cool like the art on it some really amazing art um and again the draft environment just so fun uh, so let's talk about some of the mechanics yes ninjutsu returned oh, and i think ninjutsu. it was so good in part because successfully ninjutsuing a creature felt good but it also didn't feel too bad if it happened to you correct like it it had a horrible. nice bonus but it was not game breaking. No, I was so happy to see it return. Yeah. And of course, it's and it so was so flavorful. much fun to, yeah, yeah, it was flavorful and it was a lot of fun to play with. Love ninjutsu. Yeah. Big thumbs up on how that was implemented in Neon Dynasty. Um, channel. Love it. Channel. You know what? You know, classic. Gets a job done. <laughs> Gets a job Gets done. Gets a job done. And is responsible for some cards now seeing play in a lot of formats. Yeah. Boseju. Who endures? Yeah, very cool. I mean, that card that is land. a house. It does everything. It land, it. but also it destroy. <laughs> we also had the return of enchantment creatures. Oh, which we're big fans yeah, of on this show. They're just so cute. And shrines came back. Oh, shrines! It was a cool shrine cycle too. That yeah, uncommon shrine. I cycle. liked it. Um, by the end of the draft. Uh, I feel like people were like, I've drafted the yes. shrine deck. People are like, I did it. Five I, color shrines. And I did it. I did it. And I've like, and it's very cool. If they did it, you're like, yeah, nice. What a cool accomplishment to kind of sneak into your draft environment. I always yeah. love when they do that. Very cool. Um, and then the new mechanics modified, which was just saying like, does a creature have something? <laughs> does it have something to it? Does it have a counter does on it? Does it have a counter on it? Um, it also counts as being modified if it has an equipment attached to it, right? Equipment yeah. auras you control. Yes. Let's auras remember you that. Yeah. And counters are modifications. Nice. So if you don't remember modified, <laughs> it was a kind of like a little weird mechanic. And there were cards that cared about modified, like Aki Ember Keeper. Do you remember this card? Yeah. The 2-1 for 1 in red. Whenever a non-token modified creature you control dies, make a 1-1 one, one colorless spirit creature token. Yeah. I would say like one of the less like hallmarky um mechanics of the set yeah just because there wasn't really a deck that ever came together around that it was like a modified deck yeah and yeah I even agree. drafting it you wouldn't ever end up really drafting a modified deck a ton no it was just like um something that was incidental a you're nice like bonus i just oh i have this modified thing yeah we had reconfigure which is a new way that uh, equipment interact with things which is pretty cool they're creatures on their own but also you can reconfigure them to become Equipments. Equipment. Simeon Sling. So cool. Do you remember this equipment monkey? Yeah. <laughs> one red a for a 1-1. One, one. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one. Whenever Simeon Sling or equipped creature becomes blocked, it deals one damage to defending player. Reconfigure cost of two. Again, like not showy, but you know what? Got a job done. Not showy for sure, which is so interesting to us. We're talking here about Kamigawa being like the set of 2022 and we're talking about these mechanics and we're like, oh, do you know what? They all just did good work. It was a thing. They all did good work. <laughs> nice job, everybody. It was not splashy. No. The, the mechanics were not splashy in Neon Dynasty. And normally that's what we remember about the set is the splashy mechanic behind it yep. that made it the set. But it was all the other things was that made Kamigawa the it. set. It was just like holistically yes. really nice. And then, of course, we had what I would say is like one of the big takeaways were the sagas that transformed. Yep. Absolutely. Which were so cool. I loved these sagas. These sagas were all great. And there were some really memorable, memorable. <laughs> I'm memorabling. Lilacs. Yes. <laughs> Lilacs. The Kami War. Yeah. So cool. But also, um, Bose, like the one that was Boseju that got you lands. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Oh, really cool. The ones that turned into creatures, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. The little like two, the one that 
uh, turned into a little two three flyer. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. I think we need to mention one of the biggest cards of the year. I mean, that card in so many formats changed so much in so many for Magic. formats. Yeah, I for me, Saga was not new in yeah. Kamigawa, but the fact that they changed it to transform into something else, um, or do something upon its transformation, I think that was a big takeaway mechanic. Yeah. Very very cool. You know, and all it was was a modification of an already existing mechanic. Yeah. Of stuff, it was kind of like a, a merging of yes. <laughs> sagas and double faced cards, like soup. I slap them together. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, we love already loved sagas, so like, yeah. I mean, but it is kind of surprising to say that that is our big takeaway mechanic from a set. It's something that's not even it's, technically yeah, it's new, not even new, new, new. So I would say that and ninjas, right? And you're like, oh yeah, we've seen both of those before, but very cool stuff. The art from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty was beyond. Yeah. Um, the style having it be like kind of neon eighties synth yes. wave, a Very plus. Cool. It looked great. All of the like the city really came alive, right? Like the yeah. plane came alive. It did. It looked very cool. You had your rat rat gangs. <laughs> Everyone loves a rat. You gang. had a rat in a jacket. Had a rat in a jacket and a great looking a great jacket. jacket. <laughs> your motorcycle riding, leather jacket wearing rat gang. So for you, we've we've said like Kamigawa. Home run. Yes. I think one of the biggest hits of magic for yeah, many, many years. For a years. while, yeah. Was there any low lights? Were there any misses in Kamigawa for you? No. <laughs> no. This the set rocked. The end. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. The wand like we had the wandering emperor return. Yes. That card was so freaking cool. Like we didn't know who the wanderer was for a long time. Exactly. We're like, who could this be? I liked the story around the wandering emperor. Yep. I mean, Tamio getting completed was a real bummer. Yeah. But that like you can't count that as a low light because I feel like it it incorporated a really important story element. I'm even trying to think of one and I can't. It was great. I loved the cool thing they did with the chase cards in the pack uh, where they had Hidetsugu, um, the Ooh. various like neon ink versions that you could open. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, those were all very cool. I never opened one. Me neither. But it's okay. Um, I th I think that was a cool idea yeah. to have something like that. Like, ooh, I could open a Tarmogoyf. Oh, remember the Full Art Lands? The Full Art Lands. Beautiful. So, like, real bangers and a string of real bangers. I, yeah. I mean, Full Art Land bangers have been almost nonstop this year. Yeah, but absolutely. But these ones were were the the banger to begin all bangers of yeah. 2022. <laughs> yep. They were, they were really, really amazing. Gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, were they my favorite lands of the year? They were pretty incredible. I think they might I might be. were probably the basic lands. Oh, never uh, mind. It they was were basic so lands. Good. Never mind. Never mind. But okay. these ones were also really excellent. Yeah. Um, all right, Maria. Next up, we had Streets of New Capenna. Yep. That came out on April 29th. That one does feel like this year, weirdly. It, yeah, I suppose so. It was only two months later, but it feels like this year. <laughs> this one is a 2022 set. Exactly. Um, we had Hideaway Return. That was yep. just very lightly there. Yeah. Uh, cycling. We always love, love it. Love us cycling. And cycling this time is now considered deciduous. Yeah. Which is not which is not evergreen. Those are two words we use to mean evergreen is just like that exists. It'll we be see all, it all the, the time. time. Yeah. Deciduous is like, oh, it'll come back here and there and just mm -hmm. be a thing. Thank goodness. Yeah. Always could use more cycling. And then we had, I did like, so one of the things that I liked for this was that each of the five factions had their own mechanic. Yeah. That was cool. We had connive for the obscura, casualty for the maestros, blitz for the riveteers, alliance for the cabaretti, and shield counters for the brokers. Yeah. So 
the most new mechanics of yeah. any set by a country mile. So many new here mechanics. In New Capenna. Yes. Let's talk about New Capenna, like just overall quick. So we we had 1920s gangster land with the five yeah. families that you just mentioned. Yes. Um, kind of an art deco aesthetic. Very cool art. I agree. This set, like the the standouts from this set for me were all of the cool card names. Yes. We got a lot of great card names we from really this. We really did. We did. Civil servant. <laughs> um, it was like just so good. Um, Lots of other great ones. Uh, Ledger Shredder, one of my favorite Ledger card names of the year. Yes. You are already dead. <laughs> Mr. Orfeo the Boulder. Yeah. Excellent. Great flavor, stuff. Flavor right? card names. Um, Very, very fun. But... Like, I think the thing that stands out from New Capenna, unfortunately, was the, like, remembering that the draft experience didn't have any three, like, three color was not really what you wanted to do, even though it was supposed to be a three color set. Yeah. So, New Capenna was kind of based around Cons of Tarkir, one of the ultimate three color sets of our lifetime. Yeah. Um, Which is one of the greatest, you know, most fun draft ex- memories that we all have oh, but so it just good. couldn't live up to it because we had a lot of problems with the fact that m- two color decks were just quite simply stronger than the three color decks that they were pushing in this archetype so mm-hmm. like they were trying to make three color decks happen they were trying to make fetch happen but it just wasn't happening Yeah, uh, because Inspiring Overseer was a card that existed <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring Overseer <laughs> Two one flyer, gain you life, draw a card uh, in white. Like uh, we just didn't have enough payoffs for drafting three color. There no. was not enough reward. There, it was the format was too fast, and it just wasn't. Like, yeah, it yeah, couldn't you didn't get have there. the time. You didn't have the time to set up and do your cool stuff. Yeah, which it was cool, right? These mechanics that we're talking about, we liked the fact that there was one for each family. Yes, exactly. It should have been so cool, and the fact that they kind of felt so flavorful, like. Uh, casualty for the maestros. You had to sacrifice yes. your creatures to get a benefit. Great. Excellent. Um, yeah. Blitz for the Riveteers. That very felt cool. very Riveteers. Yes. The Alliance for the Cabaretti. Like all, all of your little creatures entering the battlefield giving you benefits. Uh, it was... Yeah, it was cool. Like, I loved Knive for the Obscura. Knive was really, really, really strong. Yes, obviously one of the strongest mechanics. Yeah. We see it on lots of cards now that are getting play in internal formats yep. like Ledger Shredder. L- Ledger Shredder. Uh, just very, very good. Yeah. So the takeaway, just a little sad that we couldn't have yeah. the three-color draft that we dreamed of. We did really enjoy the story from this one, though. Yes. Remember? Loved, great loved story. Xander, uh, the the head of the maestros. Oh, Xander was great. He was a very cool vamp. We loved him. Oh, he was he was really cool. He died. He <laughs> he died. He got killed by... Omnixilis. Omnixilis. Yes. Elspeth was there. Yeah, Elspeth um, helped rescue Giada, who became an angel. Who is being milked for her halo no. on the regular. <laughs> Which we know. That's not it. Tastes like horchata. We've, yes. That's oh, yeah. been angel established. Tastes like horchata. <laughs> <laughs> but also we <sighs> learned that there is something to do with halo and how yes. the Phyrexians had come and had... Oh, that's right. Yes, the Phyrexians hadn't been able, like, hadn't been able to take over old Capenna. Right. Or they had taken it over, but they'd been defeated. They'd been defeated. With Halo in some way. And then new Capenna yeah. had been built on top of it. So we're yes. guessing that Halo, they're allergic to Halo. Yeah. They're so allergic to angel milk. are allergic It makes sense Halo. because they're kind of like. Angel sweat. <laughs> My vodka. Give it a try. <laughs> try it out this holiday season. Angel sweat on sale. <laughs> Anywhere Ooh, you find. Bad vodka. Bad vodka. <laughs> 
those places in town. Someone's like, I need some bad vodka. You're like, you're like I, know where, I know where to send you. <laughs> All right, Maria. Yes. That brings us to Dominaria United, which came out September 9th. So when Dominaria United was announced, I was super excited for it. Yeah. I think I was probably like, this is my most excited set for the year, mm-hmm. even through the fact that Neon Dynasty had been announced and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I was excited also for New Capetta, New Plane, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I was most excited because I loved original Dominaria Ooh, so Dominaria much. was so much fun. But I got to say, a little disappointed. It, yeah, this one did not quite live up to it. Um, despite having Domain as one of the returning mechanics, once again, five color decks were not the strongest place to be. Yeah. Or many color decks. It was a pretty linear format. It, it sure was. It wanted you to be aggro. Yeah. Which is too bad because d- drafting Domain is super fun. Yeah. And there were good cards to play, you know. Absolutely. Um, uh, it did have but, some cool things to do. You you could play Talarian Terrors all day. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, I drafted a cool domain deck. And you're like, well, I just played this Talarian well, Terror on a, three. So Talarian Terror. So good luck. Uh, Kicker nice came back. Uh, another great returning mechanic, obviously. Enlist, read ahead, and stun counters were our new mechanics. All three of those, just like, okay. Yeah. I think Enlist was was one of the more successful attacking creatures get counter things. Yeah. Of that brand of mechanics. <laughs> mechanic. There's a lot of brands yes. of mechanics that are in some way attacking, attacking creatures, creatures get, get counters. counters. And I do think that Enlist was one of the bonus. more successful ver- versions of that. Um, Read Ahead was kind of neat. It's a yeah. neat thing to add to sagas, but it wasn't um memorable yeah exactly it didn't make a big splash and stun counters are just kind of like again we'll keep seeing that yeah it's like icing things down which i do like i like that change uh to things don't untap during their untap step i like giving it the counters exactly it's uh, also more visually uh able to be represented yeah especially on arena and it gives that mechanic more flexibility it can do it for two turns three turns however many turns uh instead of just the one that it did previously and i think it makes sense that dominar united was a little bit underwhelming when i look at what else happened this year yeah there was so much more you know bang for your buck sets yeah i think that dominar united probably got backburnered just slightly yeah it does feel that way a little bit than the other but once again we loved the story for it. Yep. Give us all the ca- Karn we being love sad. Karn. We love Karn. Uh, Karn, the most human, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, the mo- that is One of true. the most human main characters uh, of these stories. Yeah. Which I feel like was intentional. Like the, uh, the, the writer, it felt like, tried very hard and it was very successful to make him feel very human. Yeah. He, um, great job. Exactly. I loved him a lot. Oh, and Karn. finally, we come to the Brothers War. Yes. So the Brothers War, highly anticipated, yeah. set, I remember when we announced it at the end of 2021 or mm-hmm. whenever, um, and I was like, oh, the Brothers War is going to be a thing, capital yeah. T, because it's a big love letter to players who've been playing the game for a long time yeah. and remember these characters. I will say, one pro for this set is it does feel very different from all the other sets that came out this year. Yes. It it feels massively different it feels hardcore magic yes doesn't it, it yeah it feels very hardcore like 90s magic yeah that's the like vibe there's you know there's big robot boys yeah <laughs> stomping around there's big robot boys stomping around there's urza and mishra exactly there's a mad. lot of iconic characters karn of course exactly um herkel we finally meet herkel herkel Sorry about your name, <laughs> yeah, it, but I guess ha- good. It is what it have is. Have fun with that recall. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the returning mechanics were unearth. Also, you know, an iconic magic. Yep. 
mechanic and meld which I we have not seen since Spooky Moon. Love Meld. Meld is very cool. Just because it's so epic when it happens. Yes. It's giant. And you get this giant card. It makes a huge very game cool. moment. Yeah. I've never, I've not melded in this set. Me neither. Kind of sad about that now that I say it. <laughs> um, and then we had Prototype and Power Stones. Prototype is a very cool mechanic. I, I do like enjoy Prototype it. a lot. Yeah. Uh, as Judge Rob, I think, pointed out back when we talked about it, it is a little modal double face card. Yes. <laughs> but do you know what? Okay. I'm going to give Prototype my other favorite mechanic after the uh, sagas that are transforming double face cards. Yes. Yeah, it's a pretty cool mechanic. So that's my other fave. Yeah. Um, and then Power Stones, they're sure. there. They're a thing. They Supplemental. Exist. But, you know, I was saying earlier today, so initially I didn't like drafting this set. Yeah. Um, and I was like, maybe it's just because you're losing a lot. You're having a hard time with it. Maybe that's impacting your enjoyment. But do you know what, Maria? What? I'm good at this set now and I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I still What's just your don't problem? have a good time. I don't know. I like winning. Yeah. I like winning. Sure. But uh, do you know what? It's just not, this set is not, as much as this, this set feels different from other magic sets this year. The games have a hard time differentiating themselves to me. I see the what games you're saying. Feel the same, and I see everybody on Twitter being like, "Oh, I love drafting this set." Really? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> so Every, different experiences, yeah. you know. Every game feels the same to me, and I feel like um, I've I've mostly ended up being very successful drafting like very low to the ground like aggro creature decks, red because. It's like the thing that keeps the game from being decided by who draws more spells or who draws their bomb. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, you can just be super proactive and try and aggro them out before either of those things super comes into play. Or you're going to end up playing these games where it feels like the fate of the game is a little bit like a, you know, the, whim the bombs of, are pretty yeah, good. There's, the bombs there's the one coil engine you can have in this set. Yeah. I will say, I think it's very cool that we got to see some old artifacts return here in the brothers War, like worm yeah. coil engine that I just mentioned, because you do get some stuff happening in games, which is kind of, um, random. It adds a random element. Yeah, yeah. For to sure. It. You're like, Oh, well that card's not technically in the set, but here it is being played in this game. Like Helm of the Host. I got Helmed of the Host, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And you're that like, was, what? You're like, what a flashback. <laughs> what a flashback to a terrible time I'm now having <laughs> or whatever. But I, I do think that yeah. is neat to be able to play with um, older cards that have been peppered throughout this set. Um, looking back on this year, too, compared to like even when we first started playing Magic, yeah. looking at these main sets that we had, they're so distinct in their identity, I think that's a huge win yeah, overall for absolutely. Magic. Because back in the day, things could feel a little samey. They could they could blur together a little bit, for sure. So I love the distinct identities these main sets had for us this year. Yeah. So overall, I would say I really, really love the design and the thought and the world building that went into these sets. But um, only one really stood out as yeah. a hit. Uh, yeah, as a real banger. Kamigawa. So looking forward, Maria... Next yeah. year, we have Phyrexia All Will Be One, Yep. March of the Machine, March of the Machine Aftermath, Wilds of Eldraine, wow. Universes Beyond Lord of the Rings, oh my gosh. and The Last Caverns of Ixalan. Okay. What are you, of those, what are you most looking forward to? <sighs> wow. Hard question. Yeah. Because March of the Machine and March of the Machine Aftermath, that little baby, whatever yeah. that is, I mean, that's going to be the culmination of a huge end to a storyline mm -hmm. happening in Magic. Mark Rosewater, even just the other day, was like, 
it's a big deal. Yeah. And it's going to change not only the story of magic, but how magic is played. That's what he said. Wow. What does that mean? I don't know. I am very interested to find out. Yeah. Super curious. But I think if you're like making me answer this question, the answer is probably the universe is beyond Lord of the Rings. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Full draft. Full, full and it's draftable. draftable set. So I'm really pumped. Yeah. And I think they said that it was going to be on Arena somehow too. Ooh. Am I wrong about I that? I don't remember. I think it is. Yeah. But that makes me really excited. So yeah, Lord of the Rings. Nice. Big fan. Yeah. What are you most excited for? I think Phyrexia all will be one. Oh my gosh. I wanna, I'm, re- I'm, a, I'm ready to spend time on the spooky plane. What set did you work on flavor text wise? March of the Machine and March of the Machine Aftermath. Okay. So we'll see Megan's flavor text. Oh yeah. For those sets. Um, yeah, I feel like bad things are going to happen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's just what, I have a bad feeling about this. I wonder why. You know? Yeah. Um, so I want to find out what's, what's coming up. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we also, um, like th- thinking of 2022. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, the Spacic Lands. Just quickly, I want to mention those supplemental sets we had. Yeah. Commander Legends, Battleful Baldur's Gate. Yes. A lot of people absolutely adored that set to draft. Yeah. So. A lot of fun. Uh, Double Masters 2022 came out. Wow. That Don't was remember it. The best selling product, like, because people were. Wow. In, well, I mean, like, according to TCGplayer.com, because yeah. people were interested in getting some of those reprints, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Unfinity. Unfinity. Which we loved. We got to call if it out. If you have not played Unfinity, buy a box. Uh, hang out with some friends over the holidays, have over a good break. Time. Just have a good time. It's so much fun. It is It is a r- really fun set to draft. Just go do it. It's a good time. It is a very good time. And, and those basic lands are lands. incredible. And that new foiling technique. Very The galaxy foils. The galaxy foils. So cool. And now we're seeing a new foiling technique come out with Phyrexia All Will Be One, too. That same kind of thing. With those Phyrexian mana symbol yes. foils. So very cool. So I'm excited for the future as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Shiny things. And then uh, Universes Beyond Warhammer 40k. We learned all about Warhammer this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, we did. This was the year we <laughs> learned about Warhammer. <laughs> I know. And, and I'm... You know what? It seems pretty. It was pretty it cool. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Pretty BA. Yeah. And I'm getting some of these commander decks, so I'm going to play mm-hmm. uh, and find out Ooh. what that experience is going to be like. All right, Maria, you're going to have to come back and tell us how I you know, feel about it. Well, <laughs> so some cool supplemental sets too. Yeah. And about 10 million secret layers. 10 million. 10 billion million. 10 billion. 20 oh. billion secret layers. <laughs> and. The thing we talked about is one of the big things we're looking back on. The return to paper play. Oh my goodness. In-person play. What a good time. I can't wait for the next one. What a thing to go and see people. I know, right? I mean, also we got this year the new competitive organized play structure. Yes. Which we had been waiting for. People haven't really complained about. (laughs) Which is... Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. An absolute holiday miracle. (laughs) The the gift that continues giving people's lack of complaints about the new organized play system. I mean, pretty shocking. Like when we were trapped in the world of not knowing what was going to happen and we were trapped like from this arena system that was pretty universally reviled. Yes. And we're like, we're going to transition out of that, which after it was a huge transition into it, huge transition out. We didn't know what was going to happen. Boom, we get this new organized play system. Boom, we're going back to paper magic. Boom, in-person play. Yeah. Like, that is a lot to happen in a year. So much. And 
we've had one event in person, uh, the World Championship in Vegas. Very cool. It was so an amazing time. Now, coming up next year, we've got those big paper pro tours coming back. So exciting. Do you remember working at paper pro tours? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like... It was so exciting and fun and great yeah. to see people playing paper yeah. in person, but also broadcasting that show came with its own very big difficulties yeah. <laughs> because of playing in paper. So now I'm like, well, we've got the first one coming up in Philadelphia and in February. And that's going to be a thing again. And like, people are going to be complaining about the glare on car sleeves. <laughs> the glare is coming back. There's going to be more time at the news desk where we're sitting around and being like, well, let me ask you one more question because those players out, out there are still taking sure a bathroom are break. taking forever. <laughs> Sure, there's taking one game a full lifetime. Still has like 25 minutes to go. So yep. <laughs> here we are, killing that's time. That's a thing, <laughs> and that's gonna be back. And people are like, "Show me more magic!" And we're like, "Well, we would if we, we could." We literally can. There's but not we can't any happening because nobody's playing. <laughs> yeah, so all those things are gonna to come in 2023. So exciting, legitimately. What a big, what a big year 2022 really did turn out to be. Honestly. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what we'll be saying this time next year. I know. You'll just have to come back yeah, and find you'll out. You'll just have to find out. <laughs> well, to celebrate 2022, we brought in Judge Rob here, everybody. Yay. Hi, Rob. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty well. It's snowing outside. It's very pretty, but that means I'm going to have to clean my driveway again yeah. for the it's fourth snowing time yet this week. Again. Again. Yes. Does it ever? It's just. Get over itself? No, never stops. No. <laughs> Can't no. stop, won't stop. Notoriously stop. full of itself. Never yes. over itself. No. Never over itself. And this is our uh, year in review episode. So we thought it'd be fun to bring Rob on to talk about the top five most confusing cards of 2022. Yes. I talked with a number of judges and these cards range from confusing to players with a bunch of questions confusing to judges where they all got it wrong when I asked and <laughs> one group of cards that is so confusing that I don't think anybody plays them wow. Great. that is a that's a heck of a list there yeah. Rob yeah. Uh, this segment with Judge Rob is brought to you proudly by Magic Kids uh, Magic Kids so what's going on with Magic Kids right uh, now Rob Magic Kids is doing end of year stuff we are still shipping out a lot of things Card Kingdom's shipping like 30 kits a week for us wow. we think that we've we've um, served we've shipped enough kits to serve 40,000 kids Wow, this year. That's amazing. The, the, the That's incredible. That yeah. And we're going to be at all the big shows next year. If you're at a Magic Con, there'll be a Magic Kids booth. If you're at San Diego for the regional championships, uh, there'll be a Magic Kids booth. So stop by, say hi. You probably already know how to play Magic, but you can see other people <laughs> learn how to play Magic. Yeah. At San Diego, we're going to be packed. And again. you can meet the Judge Rob. You can meet it's true. the Judge Rob. So Judge Rob. I'll, I'll be at the Magic Kids booth at San Diego. If you want to meet me at any of the Magic Cons, I'll probably be on stage okay. actually doing stuff with Ooh. pastimes. So, well, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Magic Kids, <clears throat> remember, if you are a teacher or if yes. you know a teacher, they don't even have to know how to play Magic. Yeah. No. That teacher can get in touch with Magic Kids and get a kit to yep. teach kids magic. Yep. It's like a whole banker's box full of cards, fi like 5,000 commons and uncommons, a bunch of basic lands, all the stuff that you need to run a magic club at a school, a library. I was talking to somebody at a juvenile detention center that had gotten a kit recently. Wonderful. Like, yeah. It, it, there's just a lot of... Uh, if you want to build up some magic in kids' lives, 
Come talk to us. It's free. Yeah, very cool. Thank you to Magic Kids for partnering with us for this segment. Now, the most confusing cards of 2022. Judge Rob, drumroll, yeah. please. So I've an honorable mention first. All right, honorable we, did, yes. we didn't do one of these last year. So I have a card from last year, but it's like it was tw- it was released 25 days before the end of the year. So oh, it kind of yeah. it kind okay. of rounds up into okay. 2022. Sure. Um, so <laughs> it. Uh, Grizzled Huntmaster is um, a card that is from the Crimson Vow Alchemy set. A green, green one for a 4-3 creature human warrior. When Grizzled Huntmaster enters the battlefield, you may exile a creature card from your hand. If you do, search your hand and library for any number of cards with the same name, exile them, then shuffle. Choose a creature card you own from outside the game. Conjure a duplicate of that card into your hand for each card exiled from your hand this way. What? Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know anybody that got this right the first time they read it. No. <laughs> no. Like, so what, what it's trying to do is like you get to like change out cards in your hand for cards in your sideboard. But yeah. if the card in your hand wasn't very good, you also get to remove bonus copies from your library. But the phrasing is really weird for some reason. Like, I don't Ugh. know what, like, and so it's unclear. People are like, oh, I get to like, if I have one dark confidant in my hand, I can search for four of them and put four of them in my hand. And it's no, that the three dark confidants in your library aren't in your hand. You don't get copies of them. And it's a whole thing. Like the first time someone cast this card against me on arena, I let it resolve because I read it and I was like, this will be, I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it would be fine. It spoiler alert. (laughs) It was not. Yeah, well, they get you tutor. Not they fine. get you tutor, yes. basically. And they can do this repeatedly. The, the one thing that Grizzle Hunt Master does is because it conjures, if they have a, a bomb card in their in their sideboard, right. they can repeatedly tutor for that bomb card by pitching trash. Woof. Which, if they flicker it or bounce mm-hmm. it or whatever. So it's it's all, it, like, it's unclear what this card does. It does it in a very strange way. Yes. Um, and it released, like, you technically could have played this in 20, uh, 2021, but like in reality, yeah, it only yeah. had 25 days of legality. We're rounding up here. Yeah, as we're you rounding said. up. As the, and it's the honorable mention. It's not, it's yeah. not part of this year's release of cards. <laughs> All right. So let's start things off with most confusing cards. Number five. Number five. Queen Kayla Bin Krug. Uh, she is from Brothers War. She is a white bread one for a two, three legendary creature, human noble four tap. Discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. That's easy. Yeah, got it. <laughs> you With may, you so far. Yeah, you may choose an artifact or creature card with mana value one that you discarded this way. Then do the same for an artifact or creature cards with mana values two and three. Return those cards to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I drafted this card recently, and I specifically did not activate it the first time because I was like, I don't know yeah. if it's going to do what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yep, <laughs> sounds about right. Like, I put it in my deck. I could have activated it, and I specifically didn't because I was very scared that I was right. really going to screw and, myself. Right, and I glossed over this in the in the set review because I, I read it. I was like, oh, this is straightforward. Like, I, I was able to kind of figure out what it's doing, but then I look at it again, and I'm like, well, this is some strange, like, especially the artifact or creature cards with mana values two or three is like, that's an unusual phrasing. It would usually be and or. Yeah. Uh, the the do repeat this again is always a, an instruction that just gets everybody. Yeah. They're like, what What am I actually repeating here? Am I discarding my whole hand again? Like, so. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah. Kayla's gotten a lot of questions and people are really unclear. What it does is you pitch your whole hand and then you get to return a one if you have it, a two, if you have it, and a three, if you have it from your graveyard to the battlefield out of the cards you discarded is what it wants to do. And you could phrase that pretty clearly here, yeah, but yeah. Th- then the templating gets yes. very maze-like. 
I did activate it for all of you wondering, and it was quite good when I did. Yeah, no, she's very very powerful. That's the other half is that if if cards are confusing and bad, nobody plays them. Yeah. If they're confusing and powerful, they play them and don't know what they do. Yep. (laughs) Raise his hand. Coming in at number four. Sarah Paragon. A Sarah Paragon is white, white, two for a three, four creature angel with flying. And once during each of your turns, you may play a land from your graveyard or cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less from your graveyard. If you do, it gains. When this permanent is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, exile it and you gain two life. (laughs) All right. So like this is a little weird in that it like gives an ability to a thing after you do something with it. And then that ability sticks around and it permanently has this text. That wasn't the problem that most people had with it. Like actually understanding this card wasn't that hard. The problem was that the rules managers, the rules manager missed that the comp rules didn't support this card when it was printed. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Um, so the way that things work is when you when an object moves zones, it forgets everything about the past, right? It, it, <coughs> Same. Uh, yeah. Well, just like if a creature dies, <laughs> you, you walk a, into it, one it, room. Yeah. <laughs> if it, so, if you flicker a creature with flicker wisp, and you had a and it had a, a it, like it went to exile, then it came back to the battlefield. It's totally new. It doesn't remember its counters. If it had a permanent ability stable to it, like gains haste forever from something like this, those go away, right? It's a new, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a new, new card. Thing. And so th- what you do with a spell is you uh, move it from the graveyard to the stack to cast it for Sarah Paragon, or you move it from wherever it is to the stack, and then it moves to the battlefield. And so it should forget about its previous existence. And then there's exceptions where it'll remember sometimes if like, an activated ability gave it ability or a triggered ability gave it an ability. This is a static ability of Mm -hmm. Sarah Paragon and there wasn't an exception. So this ability, it would go to the stack, it would gain that ability in the stack, then it would enter the battlefield and by the way the rules were written, it would lose that ability even though it's super obvious what should happen. Yeah, what you wanted to do was have that ability on the battlefield. Right, and like, so it's super obvious arena worked the way that the card like looks like it works and so did Magic Online. So like, the... I had people come to me at tournaments. They're like, I heard this card doesn't work. And I'm like, look, here's the deal. The CR is going to be updated in like a week for the next set because they come out every week. So give me <laughs> give me a week yeah. here. <laughs> the, the, the comp rules are going to change. They needed to add like or static ability to two spots in the comp rules. So it was like a six word change to the comp rules. Uh, but the card didn't work. And people were confused as to why. Because that losing abilities thing is one of those, yeah, oh yeah, things get wiped by Flicker Wisp. Well, why do other things keep abilities when they move zones? Mm, there's got to be an exception somewhere. Yep. Exception didn't cover this. <laughs> I love it. All right. Coming in at number three. Number three is a whole group of cards. Um, I picked one example, but this is all of the cards with the um, specialize mechanic. Oh, that yes. Co- specialize. Uh, like, what a mechanic. <laughs> specialize is... So it, in a nutshell, specialize adds five additional faces to to these to these cards. You they have one front it. and five backs. Yep. Um, and so we're gonna look at uh, Lucamina Moondruid because she's, I would argue, the dumbest because she specializes again and again. But the so she's green and two for a two-two legendary creature, human druid, wild shape, specialize three. So you pay three mana, you discard a card, and then. She will change based on what she special, uh, what color of card you discarded. She will turn into a different back depending on the on the color that you discarded for her. Um, she also says activate this ability only if you control six or more lands. When Lucamina Moon Druid enters the battlefield, if you cast it, seek a land card with a basic land. Oh, good grief! And also, this has the seek mechanic, which I don't like very much, but which like is search without shuffle. Yeah. 
Um, all of her specialized back faces have a set of abilities. So like if you discarded a red card, you'd get Lucamina Wolf Form, which is a four, which is a, uh, it changes the mana value of this card, so it's now green, red, two for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature wolf druid with menace. And whenever this creature specializes or attacks, create a 2-2 two, two green wolf creature token. When Lucamina dies, it unspecializes. What? <laughs> if it unspecializes this way, return so, it to the battlefield tapped. Yep. And so what, what specialized normally does is it permanently changes the card. Except in Lucamina's case, when she dies, she it, like, it so goes to the like, graveyard. Hey, turn, turn her back yeah, around. And then it turns back to its front face Rob, and then comes back. I have never seen this card. I am shocked right now. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> this card is wild because every back face has this where it unspecializes when it dies. No. Yes. yes. Every every one of the five faces dies to unspecialize. I'm not going to read the other four because we don't want to be here for another 10 minutes. Oh, my God. But, like this one like makes tokens when it specializes or when it attacks. It has menace. This back is moderately complicated for a transform card already. And then it would, it'll go back to the front face repeatedly. And then you get to discard a green card to turn into a bear. You get to discard a white card to turn into an eagle. Oh, like, <laughs> and so... These cards are wild. And as far as I know, they're really not played that much on Arena. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had this one played against me a little bit, but okay. not often. Yeah. But it, the, the point being is that, like, when you search for Specialize, you return 64 results in Scryfall. That's not all the Specialized no. faces. Because there's a couple of Specialized cards where the back doesn't say anything about Specialization. They just turn into something with a bunch of text. Yeah. And so there's, like, there's just a humongous amount of, like, there's... I don't know what, like a dozen of these things. And they're all five faced cards or six faced cards, like on the surfaces of a cube. I don't, Here's, I don't understand when this, this came out. I'm, and also when they're played against me, you just don't want to read it. You're yeah. just like, whatever, dude, just do whatever yeah, exactly. you're going to do. Yeah. You do the two click on it and look at all of the faces yeah. just be like, yep. Yeah. You're like, all okay. right, I can't anticipate okay. what this card is going to do. Like, I can't okay. guess what's your, no. what's your second color because, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Yep. Specialize. Well, uh, that has got to be yeah. the, 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 whole, the whole mechanic, mechanic yeah. that's ever existed. It, and I can understand why you would want to do it digitally. Cause you can't do this in paper. Right. right? Of yeah. course. But what this also does is it means, so like I've got a friend who is on the gladiator rules committee. Gladiators like a, like a, a 1v1 competitive format that's based on historic. And he's like, I don't know if we, like, we could technically do paper tournaments for Gladiator, except for all these stupid yeah. cards that just would not Yeah, that don't work in paper. Function. And I'm like, yep. So it makes it hard for their format to make, to grow yep. wider than just Arena. Wow. <clears throat> Specialized. Yeah. Number two is Triumph of St. Catherine. So Triumph of St. Catherine is from the Warhammer 40k decks. Yeah. Um, it's white and four for a 5-5 five, five, creature human warrior lifelink and it has uh, an ability word um, presidium protectiva when triumph of saint catherine dies exile it in the top six cards of your library in a face down pile if you do shuffle that pile and put it back on top of your library uh, she also has miracle for white and one so if you um, if you draw this card you can reveal it and pay its miracle cost to cast it instead yeah. of and so the the question that I get people with, so this gives you an instruction that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yes. Like shuffle this into the top six cards of your library. And it only works if you have at least six cards in your library. That's the if you do. Or yeah. if you have a token copy that you can't exile, it doesn't It doesn't do this. Um, oh, I see. So you're putting it back <clears throat> for the, so you can try to miracle it. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's anytime it dies, you get to try to miracle it. This is super, super clear to explain. Now I have a, I have a question for you. Oh boy. What happens if my opponent like control magics? So they have control of my, of my triumph of St. Catherine uh -huh. and it dies under their control. 
who does this triggered ability? I would. <laughs> oh, because it doesn't say. It says your library. It says your library. Your and library. The person who controls something when it dies gets the trigger from a death trigger, right? Yes. So, so you would think it was your opponent if they took it from you. Yep. So they get this trigger and they follow these instructions. They exile that card in the top six cards of their library in a face down pile. And then they did that. So then they shuffle that pile and they try to put it back on top of their library. But they can't? Well, so what happens is, and this is where I got, like, I was at a conference yesterday and I asked about this interaction and the the general consensus, like, the people who had seen this were like, oh, I get it. And the people who haven't seen it are like, well, you made this up. What happened? What, what happened? happened? Does it fly it, back into my library? Yeah, it flies back into your library. So <laughs> what? What, what happens is, it, what? what happens? It dies under their control. They no shuffle way. it in the top five cards of their library. Put the top five on top of their library, and, you, and it's a triumph on top of your library. Because if something tries to put a card what? that you own into their library, it, it goes to your can't. library instead. Yeah, that's right. Because yes. that would be too messed up. Because yeah, because they can't put cards they don't own into their library. Ah! So what happens? So it goes so back it goes to the top of to your, your library. library. <gasps> it's actually really good for that's for you great. if they control magic. Yeah. <laughs> they like they like shuffle the top five cards of their library and then put this and on then top put of this yours. on top of yours. Yes. Like here you go, happy yep. birthday. Ooh. But but it's not obvious because it gives it like you were trying to figure out. Wait, this gives all the instructions to the player who controls the triumph. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, you can, it, like, this is a question that you can get oh, a judge with. They'll man. just, like, what? Yeah. And, uh, I just love so, that it flies back to your life. It's just, yes. like, I'm sorry. I don't belong here. You know what? Yes. This Goodbye. is in my spot. Yeah. And I miracle it. Boom. Yeah. I hope you all had a nice shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you had a good time. The top six yeah. had a great shuffle. Yep. Wow, that's so that's weird. That's really yeah. weird. <laughs> that's very strange. And because, like, it, it, the instruction would have to take like an extra two lines of text. And it's, this is already a pretty wordy card. Yes. If it was, if it would try to like actually spell out what it does. Oh, hey, that's cool. Um, I love that one. So my number one. Number one. It's a yeah. card we talked about actually. Oh, yes. yes. Lagrella the Magpie. <laughs> she is blue, white, green for a two, three legendary creature, human soldier. She is an uncommon for some inexplicable reason. Yeah. When Lagrella the Magpie enters the battlefield, Exile any number of other target creatures controlled by different players until Lagrella leaves the battlefield. When an exiled card enters the battlefield under your control this way, put two plus one plus one counters on it. So this is a very weird clause. And again, very few people that I talked to read this correctly. No, I, um, I, when I read it the first time, I assumed I could just exile my opponent's freaking battlefield. Right, that's what, <laughs> yes. but, but it's uh, exile number of other target creatures which like when you yes. par try to parse that as any number of other target creatures controlled by different players modifies that though. So each of those creatures has to be controlled by a different player. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, this is so that she can do this fancy thing where you like exile one of their things and one of your things. And then when she dies, your thing comes back bigger, uh, which is what the, when an exiled card enters the battlefield under your control this way, put two plus one plus one counters on it. I don't know if she needs to do all of this. Right. Yeah. I just think there's gotta be a better <laughs> way to down. say it. Maybe there's not, but the, I mean, you could A, break this into two abilities and B, rewrite it. The thing is that she's yeah. already very wordy. And that's the that's the trouble with a lot of these cards is when you try to, like, yeah. find a way to save, you know, five words on a card that already has, you know, 30. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and so you're like, all right, we're going to trim this to what is logically makes sense if you really, really get into the nitty gritty of figuring out the English language. Yeah. And the reason this is number one for me is because this is very good. This is a banisher priest, Yes, right? this is yeah. an excellent card. This is a very powerful card. It's an uncommon in Streets of New Capenna, which was the limited format for months. Yes. Yeah. Right? And... The like Streets of New Capen is an okay limited format. 
like it's it's not it's not the worst limited format in recent memory, no. right? <laughs> uh, but it, <laughs> it's also like you you just you would run into Lagrella all the time, and if you hadn't yes. internalized exactly how she worked, or if you were like a little nervous about it and you didn't want to cast her, or you cast her and then she, you're like, I want to file a bug report. She didn't exile my opponent's whole whole board, and you're like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think like. Like, how could you do it? Like, oh, for each player, you might exile yeah. up to one creature that they yeah. control. Yeah, like, when Lagrella the Magpie enters the battlefield, um, choose a, a, a choose a target creature uh, up to one target creature controlled by each player. Yeah, that yeah. makes more um, sense to me. Yeah. And when this card debuted, I remember it caused a huge stir on the internet and people were posting it and being like, wait a second, how does this card work? Yeah. What does this do? Yep. It was a yep. whole thing. Grizzled Huntmaster was the same way, but I think this is worse because it was in a normal yeah. magic yes. set as an uncommon. And people played this card all the time. It yep. should have been a rare. Yeah. This mechanic should have be been switched up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's powerful enough to be a rare. There's no reason... Like, and complicated enough to yeah, be a rare. And complicated yeah. enough to be a rare. So yeah. you'd see this all the time. You'd have to, every time you'd have to stop and like take stock and be like, what does this card do? Yeah. And it's usually a sign that something is too complicated to be an uncommon in my, <laughs> my opinion. Um, yeah. And so this got bumped up just because you would encounter this so much where you might yeah. never run into like Triumph of St. Catherine. If you've right. ever played yeah. with the Warhammer decks, you would never see that card. Right. Oh, great. Uh, but yeah. This is a fantastic yeah. list, Rob. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a list of cards that make the you unhappy to read. The most yes. complicated cards of the year, yes. everybody. <laughs> oh, Judge Rob, thank you so much for bringing us this delightful list. You're oh, welcome. Yes. Thank you so much to Magic Kids for partnering with yes. us for this segment. Yes. Um, if you want to cool. start a magic club in your area, yep. where do they head? Uh, magickids.org. Yeah. M-A-G-I-K-I-D-S dot org. Head over there. They'll get you all the stuff you need. Or go and visit Magic Kids if you're at a Magic Con coming up. Yep. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was the other one you're going to be at? San Diego. San Diego. At the regional championships. Yeah. And so, so that's that's going to be at the um, at the DreamHack there, which DreamHack was a blast. And so come yeah. swing by. If you yeah. qualified, say hi. Meet the Judge Rob. Yeah. I'll probably be busy teaching kids how to play Magic. But Cool. I'll still say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time to tell you about our sponsor, Ultra Pro. Yeah, there's tons of great sales happening right now on ultrapro.com. Yes. Uh, so if you want to get in on any of them, like we could mention a lot, but there there's new ones every day. Literally new sales every day. But we wanted to tell you, if you're trying to get a gift for a Magic player and you're like, they already have everything, do you know what they probably don't have? A land, a land station. station. Everyone loves having their nice little basic land station to organize all their little lands. Yes. Go and get them this land station from Ultra Pro. Yeah, you can buy one right now for 55 bucks and yeah. you use the code GLHF at checkout to get an additional 5% off that. I have a land station at my house and I'm telling you, it's like one of the centerpieces of conversation whenever even yes. non-magic players come over. They're like, oh, like, look what at is that. This? That's yeah. so cool. Oh. Land station. How about that? And it's so useful. Do you have drafts with your friends? Land station. Land station. Do you just have lands that you need for decks? Land station. Land station. <laughs> Get yourself a land station where all magic players, we all use lands. That's, Get yourself a that land is station. True. There is we, one. You, we all knew. 
We all need lands unless you play that one kind of deck that doesn't use any. But outside of that, we all use lands. There's like not a lot of things you can collectively say that are true about all magic players. But this is one of but them. But we all we need all lands. Need lands. Yeah, that's just, I think that's Get a really cool gift, gift idea. Yeah. They got playmats. They got wall scrolls. They've got um, all sorts of, we talked about the vivid dice last week. Yeah. They've got dice holders that are really cool. They've got notebooks. Anything you need for the nerd Everything in your life. Everything you need. Ultrapro.com. Use code GLHF. Save yourself some money. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming along with us on our year in review here for 2022. Yes. If you are like, wow, you didn't give out enough awards. <laughs> this episode <laughs> that's because we are giving out all of the awards for 2022 yes. in next week's episodes the crimbies don't miss it uh we've got some great awards including some new awards this year some new awards some returning favorite awards it's our way to celebrate the year to talk about some of the things this year that people are like why did that have to happen <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, we got everything for you on the Crimbies next episode. Huge thank you to Judge Rob for coming on and giving us his most confusing cards of 2022. Yes. Always a delight to have Rob on the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Card Kingdom and thank you to Ultra Pro for being our amazing sponsors. But most importantly, thank you to our best sponsors, you. You. Thank you once again to Elspeth, Zach, William, Brent, Shane. Thank you. To each and every one of you for becoming a new patron or increasing your pledge. You've got until the end of the month to become a new patron at $10 a month or more. Increase your pledge by 5 bucks a month or $60 a year if you're a yearly patron. To get access to our Boggle Cruise playmat. Gorgeous. Patreon.com. Slash GLHF Shalt Magic. Shall never be made again. Shall one time Shalt. and one time only. We'll throw in some extra stuff in your package yeah. too because we want to say thank you It'll so be a real much. Good time. Uh, to our new patron friends. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. All right. Time to go dust off the trophies because we got a lot of crimbies to hand out. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of envelopes of stuff with the winner's names. <laughs> it's like the Oscars. It is. But better. But better. But a bigger production budget. <laughs> bigger budget. Longer red carpet. Shinier trophies. Yep. And the goodie bags we give these. The every cut nominee. So cool. Each worth at least $500. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>